Welcome to Weekly Wind Down, an unfiltered, raw conversation between two best friends, talking about the ups and downs of life and what it all means. I'm Eliza. And I'm Irina. So join us and let's wind down. Hey guys, welcome back to our first episode of the new year. Happy 2018. Sorry, last week we were a little slow, hungover, if you will. (laughs) We just couldn't get our shit together. So uh, here we are, though, with some fresh content, and thanks for all the likes and comments and new followers on Instagram and comments on Instagram. We see everything. We read everything. We're trying to respond to everything. I think we are because there's not that many of them yet. (laughs) (laughs) And as you guys know, our mission is to really create a community that it all depends on you guys and whatever you want to hear, and it's based on, like, also spewing off from our personal lives, but anything that you want to hear about or want us to talk about, some advice you want or some questions, we are the best friend away from your best friend. We are the home away from home, if you will. Yeah, and I hope that you guys liked that we brought a guest on last week. Our, you know, mission and hope is to have more guests in the future, so... Stay tuned for that, but um, yeah, let's just dive right in. I'm going to briefly mention the wine down wine of the week, and that is a Ménage a Trois Decadence. It's a Cabernet Sauvignon. Ooh. Gives me goosebumps when you say it that way. (laughs) It is uh, luxurious, rich, and seductive. Will you read the back because you do this best? (laughs) Of course, of course. Indulge in a menage a trois decadence, a deliciously opulent and full-bodied Cabernet Sauvignon, rich cherry and voluptuous blackberry flavors with aromas of dark chocolate all culminate in a smooth finish that leaves you wanting a little more. That's so sexual. It's always so sexual, but I guess the name menage a trois... Thank you for bringing this over. We're currently recording at my place. A.K.A. our studio. Yeah, our our weekly wind down headquarters. (laughs) Uh, So we will leave the review of the wine at the end. Per usual, stay tuned to hear what we think. I'm normally a huge fan of Menage a Trois. I've never tried the cab version. So wait for the thoughts at the end. Stay tuned. Uh, so let's jump into our highs and lows. What were your highs this week? For sure. So for New Year's Eve, I was able to host my first New Year's Eve party. That's so exciting. It was so fun. Um, it was like a smaller group. There was about 11 or 12 of us, but I really liked a smaller group. And I got the chance to really like talk with everyone and catch up with everyone. And like really hang out. Yeah, it really hang out instead of kind of like doing the, hey, what's up? See you at the end of the night kind of deal. Yeah, like um, a two-second combo. Yeah, so I thought that was great. What was your high? Um, my high was just the whole, like, this past week, the whole new year, same me. So I'm not about the new year, new me. I'm still the same, and I'm okay with that. And this is the year where I'm just realizing, or I realize, you know, who I am and who I want to be. And this is just the year of setting all that in motion. So I kind of, that's my highs. Be good with yourself. So, and then, uh, what was your low? My low was, um, obviously New Year's Eve, it's a holiday, it's uh, a national holiday, but my low was kind of like the low that you get with, maybe it's with becoming an adult, maybe it's not, I'll 
figure it out down the line, I hope. But just kind of like sometimes not feeling the glitz and glamour of the holiday because I remember when I was like um like a teenager and then in college and then in my early twenties, I always like get giddy before like a birthday, like Christmas and stuff, like Thanksgiving, uh, whatever New Year's, but now like these things are just kind of like more part of the day-to-day it's not so exciting anymore. it's not as exciting so I'm trying to figure out a way to make the mundane more exciting and that's part of my new year's resolution plan whoa well let me know when you figure out the secret code to making things exciting because it's kind of funny that you know like I'll always be excited and my boyfriend's a little older than me and I always be like are you excited to go on vacation he's like no I'll be excited when I get there (laughs) and I never understood that at first but now getting older I'm kind of like I get it like it's just not as exciting anymore I don't know it's sad very sad it is sad but it's a da Vinci code that I'm really fucking determined to crack this year fine kudos um yeah Milo this week was uh, my boyfriend left this past Tuesday to Israel for a month. So I'm going to be alone, the solo dolo with a doggo. And that is my life right now. So I'm kind of, you know, it's my low. I'm, I had to say bye to my boyfriend and be alone. Hashtag lone spinster life. With the wine and the dog. All I need is a cat. <laughs> You're good. I mean, it has some perks that the only thing is the place stays clean. <laughs> Other than that, I'm lonely. Friends come hang out. So, um, But yeah, let's kick off this 2018 episode. We're bringing you some fresh thoughts and food for thought. For sure, for sure. Um, it's always our, our go-to, our goal, our mission. So we're, we're not going to stay away. We're not going to steer away from the cliche too far. Obviously, New Year. New wine down. Just kidding. <laughs> New wine down, yes. We're changing the whole script. This is only episode four, but we are (laughs) determined. Yeah, but we kind of started thinking about this episode and we wanted to have a quote-unquote resolution episode because it's kind of that time of year where society really dictates um, setting resolutions. And when I started to think about it, and it really dawned on me that because we're physically and metaphorically turning a new leaf. So really, it's another chance for us to live our best lives, another chance to get it right. And it's kind of like when you're playing a video game and you lose a life and then you immediately go back into it. Reset. like (laughs) Exactly. And this video game reference is totally because I just saw Jumanji like a week ago. (laughs) I'm not a gamer by any means. That's okay. Um, But... As I started thinking about my own resolutions, I wanted to make sure that I set myself up for a success this year. So what I did is I turned to my trusted friend, Google, and I broke down the definition of a resolution and what it really means. Obviously, I, I know the definition. Of, and you just went to the dictionary. Yeah. yeah. So the dictionary term that I stumbled upon was the action of solving a problem, dispute, or contentious matter. I don't like that. It just makes me feel like something's wrong and we need to fix it. And it's like we're a problem. Like you're a problem. So you're resolving the problem for this year. For sure. Like unless it, you're like a you know addict or like have some like really fucked up shit going on that you need to like fix this problem. 
But otherwise, like, people's resolutions are usually cookie cutter, like, go to the gym or read more books or drink less wine. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Drink more wine. Yeah. But, you know, it's, like, some of these things, like, I don't know. Like, obviously, the gym, like, you might be overweight. That's a problem. But overall, it's, like, you're just trying to make yourself better. So why why are you a problem? I agree. I I hate this definition, and I hate this ritualistic, like, um, societal tradition that's been put in place because it's just a new year like none of us are broken we're not problems we are whole and full the way that we are I do I believe in growth yes do I believe in setting goals yes do I believe in intentions yes but like calling it a resolution that puts this kind of like weird filter over the whole like holiday and it just puts like a really weird and almost negative spin to it and expectation like a weird expectation exactly and it just makes me think is this why most of like new year's eve or like or new year's resolutions aren't met because there's this weird like societal word like just condescending it's weird and it's not branded correctly yeah i think if if it were to say like goal setting or something more like obviously more catchy because goal setting isn't like it's not a sexy resolution is like a is also this big word everyone kept asking me what are your resolutions this year i'm like i don't have any and everyone's like in shock like i don't believe in resolutions i believe in goals and intentions and things i want to welcome into my life and do more of i just this year especially, I think last year I was still okay with this term resolution. This year I just do not like it. I'm not cool with it. Yeah, it's to me it's like like broke down the what it really means. It just sounds so like mechanical, A to B. It's it's it's, it's so like operational, so logistical versus what we're tr- really trying to get at. Like by even those cookie cutter um, resolutions, go to the gym, read more books, yada yada. It's you're really trying to like better yourself and grow yourself and become a better version of yourself yeah. because you already are full. So you want to be even more full and enhance that. It's not solve a problem. That's not what we're out here to do. Um, low key. I'm like deleting off, read more books from, <laughs> from my goals because that's too basic for Irina. So sorry. <laughs> like very quickly scratching that one off. <laughs> I'm just gonna do it and not make it a goal. I'm not saying it's basic. No, no, I know, I know, I know. Here's the I'm thing: kidding. read more books. That's been my New Year's resolution every single year up up until now. My New Year's resolution, I because year one it failed, and then year two I was like, read one book per month. Aren't you in a book club? No, now I'm in a book club. Speaking so, of, I'm meeting this week that I still haven't read this book. But that's oh, a great story. segue into later. <laughs> Yeah, this is perfect for what we're going to talk about. But um, when I further, like, was thinking about my resolutions and everything that comes with this holiday, I got to this epiphany. It was like, why don't we live every single day like it's New Year's Eve? What if this leaf turned more frequently and we got this chance to, like, set these goals more frequently? Kind of like a meeting with yourself. Exactly. You, like, call a family meeting in order and, like, get your shit together in your head. You in the mirror. Exactly. It's like the, the Michael uh, the Michael Jackson song, The Man in the Mirror. Love that. Love that song. Yeah, while you're brushing your teeth, reflect on what your goals are for the day. Exactly. No, but I agree with you 100%. It doesn't need to be this one, you know, December 31st to January 1st be the, the day of, you know, doomsday. It needs to be, like... 
it can be any day that you want it to be. You're not waiting until next year to be like, ah, well, I fucked up my resolution. It's, you know, January, whatever it is, and I already ate all this shit. I'll just, you know, I'll just wait next year. No, you have all year to still do it, for sure. I completely agree. Every single day, every single moment, every single second is a time for us to, you know, get our shit together, <laughs> call that meeting in order on our head, take the 90 seconds and be like, I have the choice and I can change right in this moment and I can have a New Year's Eve in my head every single day of the Love year. Yeah. So it's just, it's just crazy to me. But for some reason, we as humans, we, we like to stick to this like ritualistic date and like attachment exactly. yeah we have this weird attachment oh it's that's going to be my new year's resolution when you're it's still november or i'll go to the gym starting monday or i'll yeah. start this diet after this holiday or i'll you know i'll do this starting monday but it's like we have this opportunity every single second it just all boils down to it's our choice for sure so with that being said what are some of your air quotes resolutions oh gosh well um i had kind of divided them to small easy and big harder so my small easy actually pretty small and easy it was uh read at least six books which i had to cross <laughs> off and i was inspired by a friend to have some of them be non-fiction so i said three to be non-fiction and three to be more like fun reads that's a fantastic goal i'm not dogging on it's okay you. anyways i'm fine <laughs> and then um another small easy goal is just maintaining being clean so my car slash my room i feel like this year i've made a lot of huge progress since moving out and my car was really good when i first got my lease and i just like my trunk has become a, a, a plague of a problem so back to being very clean Maybe and then yeah my bigger goals i'll just swift right through them um, number one is to podcast every week for 2018 and reevaluate re in 2019. You've got a verbal commitment from me, wind downs. <laughs> <laughs> number two is to expand artistically with my ukulele and painting. Number three is to listen and speak more Russian. Um, number four is to ha have two big vacations this year. Number five is going back to school, but not to be a fool. No more procrastination. Uh, number six is establishing a morning schedule. Number seven will be back to working out consistently, which is hard. Eight is saying no to things that don't feel good. Try to go by the motto. If it's not a hell yes, then it's a no. And nine, push out of my comfort zone with like various classes. I'm just into like maybe an etiquette class, a wine class, some sort of acting class or attending seminars. And then 10 is bringing back in minimalism into my living space. Those are my resolutions. I love it. I love it. I love the goals. I love what you set out to do. So let's see if I get all this in, but I have a whole year. So exactly. So you can do it. I believe in you. You got this shit. What are some of yours? I'm not going to go through all of them because I'm obviously an overthinker by default. So I have three pages. Oh, of, wow. oh my God. I literally just came up with this right before we started recording. <laughs> so who's thinking about what? No, um, before, I think it was like a, probably about a week before New Year's. I did like, a, no, I did not. an entire notes page in my phone where it says like 2017 reflections and what like I want for 2018 that's awesome though it's beautiful I, I mean like like I said people ask like what are resolutions at first like I really didn't even have any yet <laughs> I, I, I created them so but that's 
No, I know them inside. I just, like, didn't, like, and I'm prepared to prove them to you. Anyways. Yeah, it's like people had a gun to your head. <laughs> like, give me your fucking resolution. <laughs> like, cheese, chill, Sally. Like, <laughs> tell you later. So, give me, give us some of your hot ones then. Um, I think I'll, I'll start with like um a little bit like higher above. Um, in terms of like what are my themes for the year? You got and, themes, damn. Yeah, yeah so <laughs> that's I'm, my list of shame. I'm <laughs> go go. I, I overthink things. Way too much, so that's the story of my life. But just be more disciplined in what I set out to do and just really be more focused in what I want to do. Um, second one is just mindfulness. Mindfulness in terms of, like, do I really want to do this? Do I really choose this? Like, do I really choose to be doing this? Do I really choose to be working at this job? Do I really choose to be on this vacation? Do I choose to be with this person? Like, yeah, yeah. choosing like my, how I said, yeah. yeah, choosing the things I put into my body, choosing everything that I do, and really being like hundred percent with that decision. Um, also being fearless. Yours are like deep. Like, how do you measure those? You know, I feel like mine are like check. check. No, no, for sure. But these are just themes. Like, okay. I overthinker. So I have like those other three pages like of like actual okay. like measurable items that fill into one of these buckets got it so i mean if you if you all are very curious i read will dm you her list i yeah i will absolutely dm you my list and i'll show you my learnings for 2017 and like what i want for 2018 but what else is hot on there so fearless i just said that um not to be uh afraid to be vulnerable with the world and then the last one was to be a risk taker to play the biggest game of my life possible and to make myself the best possible version I can. And then that's how I will make my difference in the world and inspire others. I love it. I love how like, it's so obvious that I'm like this very practical like list and you have all these big dreams and goals and I didn't even think of it in this grandiose way, but I love you for that. So <laughs> I just like I do this way too fucking often. That's just like me. No, it's beautiful though. But like I have a list of like practical things of how they yeah. like fall into these. But these buckets. are like self goals, and I yes. like that a lot. I'll think about mine. So my my practical one that will fit into one of these folders is basically like go to sleep and wake up at a set time every single week. Um, be more grateful and start like a gratitude journal. That's cool. So I I absolutely want to do this this because um and this is how I've been already like implementing it is just kind of like waking up every single day and like saying a couple of things that I'm already grateful for and then going to sleep and like telling myself like the things that happen throughout my day that I'm grateful for to start the day on a good note and end the day on a good note. Um but again, as Eliza said, there's a lot more where this came from. So <laughs> happy send this in a DM. Um, so I I love what you sent me the other day, which is what we're going to continue into the podcast about. It is a article from The Cut. It's an Ask Polly. I've never heard of this before. And it's by Heather Haverleski. I'm so sorry if I'm mispronouncing your last name. You sound European, so shout out to you. But it is titled, Why Am I So Lazy? And this shit resonated with me so hard. I will read you the first like little opening paragraph, and then we'll just dive into our takeaways of this, and we can link this little article below for everyone. Why am I so lazy? 
As long as I can remember, I've always done as little as possible to get the job done, to still get the A, to still get the extra credit, and be the teacher's pet. I have always procrastinated everything, from homework, cleaning, and even my job, which I'm doing at this very moment writing to you. This is a Dear Polly. It goes into way more, but I love this shit. So the first sentence is doing as little as possible. It was crazy when I had my parent-teacher conference in like sixth grade. <laughs> my teacher, I fucking love that this is where your mind goes. It does. <laughs> Out of all the folders of your brain, sixth grade parent-teacher conference. It hit home here. Woo. So my teacher... Yeah. I won't say his name just for his privacy, but I st- no, I still remember. And he, so he kind of donned this quote on me, just enough to get by. And my dad has like clung on to this catchphrase about me, doing just enough to get by, that it's like such a title. So I just really like resonated like with even like the first little paragraph of this article that you said. So... I mean, it, and this whole thing kind of just, like, exposes lazy people, <laughs> and I loved it. So I found it quite hilarious, and I've, you know, it's kind of, like, leading into, like, I'm always comfortable, I'm quoting, always comfortable in my messy room or apartment, stepping over piles of laundry, suitcases I've yet to unpack. Cleaning was just time I could have spent on reading, TV, or living life in more enjoyable ways. Oh, <laughs> well. Yeah. <laughs> Every single damn day. And like, I will agree, though, that I have lately changed this piles syndrome. So <laughs> I have, like, don't have piles anymore. I freak out on my boyfriend for piles. So the clean, the being clean has happened. But I loved this sloth lazy article. Something that I really kind of, like, took away from it is just, like, the authenticity of yourself and, like, the identity that develops with this so a message that was saying is the responder of dear polly said how basically this person that wrote into her is making messiness and procrastination part of her identity and we just assume that this is who we are and it's just it's just who i am and it's definitely not kind of realizing that you just like fall back on like oh i'm just lazy and messy that's not really who you are It's about who you are to yourself and being real about it, you know, and not only just falling onto the label of it. It's kind of like one of the reasons why this whole, this article really kind of like spoke to me. I was really, honestly, just out of everything, this kind of popped at me because I had like New Year's resolutions on my mind. And I, I read the article and I can like identify with a lot of these things, but when I kind of broke it down and I started thinking, I was like, everyone kind of has their own different brand of lazy because everyone is lazy at different things. Yeah, for sure. And the article kind of went into the identity and it really kind of broke it down into the fact that like, these are the same stories that we keep telling ourselves in our heads. So it's like, if you change the narrative in your own head, you will change how you react. But if you keep telling yourself the same story over and over again, you're going to just kind of keep the same things and over doing the same things over and over again. Maybe that's like not groundbreaking to anyone, but I thought that was just kind of interesting how our thoughts really influence our actions and also identified with this article because 
obviously one of my like themes for the next year is to be a little bit more disciplined and to figure this out but I've kind of like created this own identity in my own head and I mean, I also think that it's part of what you project and what you say to others about yourself. So if you negatively expose yourself to other people, that's how they're going to think of you. If you positively expose yourself to people, that's how they're going to think of you. You know, of course, they'll see you for who you really are based on your actions. But, you know, your words also resonate with people. And I thought something very interesting that I, you know, realized in the article and also just talking to my boyfriend this past week is that we all have our own thoughts and those thoughts will be thoughts. However, when you finally verbalize them into words, that gives those thoughts significantly more meaning because another person is hearing them. And then once that other person hears them, they interpret them, and it causes a label and an image of whatever it is that you're describing, whether it's yourself saying, I'm a lazy, late, annoying piece of shit, and they're going to be like, okay, so she's lazy, late, and annoying piece of shit. Or you, whether you say, she's brilliant and so great, and I absolutely love her. So you're already giving this like, filter on a person before they even figure it out for themselves you're kind of giving away yourself or another person or whatever so another thing to kind of realize when you're speaking or thinking about yourself or bringing these thoughts into life is that this will cause some sort of label and will cause other people to build a narrative about you against you on you and then you start falling into their narrative of you versus you continuing to define your narrative because you are your narrative nobody else is for sure and I also think that there is like a differentiation in terms of like what you really think of yourself versus the stories you keep telling yourself there's also a difference between the narrative that we have in our own mind versus the narrative that society puts in our own mind you can have people telling you different like bits and pieces of feedback of who you are and if it's authentic feedback and if it resonates you then there's also that like the inauthentic feedback stuff like that and that can also be part of your narrative but like it's up to you to decide like if you are that person that everyone keeps telling you who you are or the person that you choose to be and it's kind of two separate ideas because it's kind of like Yes, our mind can keep telling us like stories, but then there's also like our heart that wants to be someone else or that's striving striving to be someone else. There's like two conflicting ideas. So yeah, the whole point is to figure out your truth, to figure out your everything as to your MO as to why it is. And I, what I loved is that for Ask Polly, Heather, she kind of called this writer out saying that you're not lazy you're actually just avoidant and fearful you know that you're just scared of disappointing and you're scared of living the true self of your living true version of yourself so if you're not living the true version of yourself you can be disappointed many people to a point can resonate with you know what are you not doing that you could be or that you want to be but you're just too scared because what if you fail or what if you don't do it well enough so I found that really interesting how it's not, and we just fall on the term lazy or we fall on the term whatever that we're giving, you know, to excuse ourselves out of doing it, but it's BS, you know? It's a cop-out. It's definitely a cop-out, and it's kind of same kind of broken record that we tell ourselves. You know, sometimes it's kind of like we fall victim to our own stories. Yeah. But at the end of the day, we need to realize that, like, 
in that article specifically, what I like that she wrote about authenticity is what feels good to you, that's what's authentic. And only we know what feels good. It's like basically trying on a pair of shoes. Only you can know what really feels good to you. You know, and it also takes like that intuitive nature, that conscious nature and that mindfulness to really tap into like, hey, does this feel good to me versus going about life like in this really like hamster wheel kind of motion, like going through, you know, the trenches and because this is how it's always been. But um, so that's why for me, that's why I really chose mindfulness as kind of a theme for this year, something that I really want to focus on because I really want to know that all aspects of my life, whether personal career, love, yada, yada, the whole nine yards is because I'm actually choosing them. It's not because that's the way it's been. I hate those things. It's like, I want to choose things because I want them there and because I'm actively choosing them every yeah, single day. Definitely. And I have a friend that, you know, asks me a, or gives me this advice or a question, does it feel heavy or light? And it's kind of like, does it feel like it's a burden on you or does it feel like it's freeing you or lifting you and kind of relating that being heavy or light the choices we're making? So another thing, bringing back to the Dear Polly, why am I so lazy? Um, something that resonated with too is how, how she said, doing the bare minimum, aka doing just enough to get by, per my quotation of a sixth grade parent conference, isn't lazy. So it's it's that doesn't constitute as being lazy. It's just simply of choi- a choice and a devoid of moral weight. So it's a strategy that's worked mostly for you up until this point. So I found that kind of interesting that this may have worked for you for this many X many years, but it's just not working anymore. It's kind of you figuring out what is work, what has worked for me then is not the narrative of the rest of my life. You know, just because yesterday it worked out doesn't mean that today or forevermore it's going to be that way. Bringing back to the choice factor, bringing back to us writing our own narratives, bringing back to our thoughts and what we're putting out into the world and telling other people, we are choosing what we want to do. So you don't like something that you're doing, fix it, change it, redo it. I found that pretty interesting. So kind of something for everyone to think about what's not serving you or what's not working for you or what's not helping you anymore that used to. And don't be scared to change it. Amen. I mean, think about the things that don't really feel authentic. Kind of back to what Eliza was saying. Does it feel heavy? Does it feel light? Like, does it really feel like it's the true you, the true genuine you? Or does it feel like something that's kind of a cop-out, that's something that you're doing to really kind of hide who you really are? I think one of my biggest wishes is for all of you, our listeners, is for you guys to realize that you don't need any resolutions. None of you are broken that you need resolutions. Um, You are perfect just the way you are. This is all about a journey, and you just need to realize that You need to own every bump and fall, go after exactly everything that you want, accept things when they come to you, and gently, gracefully let go when things leave. And my biggest wish for 2018 is for you guys to choose yourself and love yourself enough to write your own narratives. Cheers to that. Ending on a beautiful note of this menage a trois decadence 
our lovely cab. I will rate this a solid 4.5 stars because I have yet to have a wine that's like a five star, but this was, I really liked this a lot. It was, we killed the whole bottle, so we're both pretty tipsy and doing great. Yeah, she had to double check. There's nothing left in this. It is such a heavy wine, but we're still here. And um, it's, I would, I would definitely pair this with a steak or a heavier kind of meal, not so much just to sip on with the wine down, but hey, for sure. I feel, I feel like this uh, wine to women is what scotches commend. This, you gotta sip this baby slow. Yeah, this is kind of like, and uh, we drank it very quickly. A so. malt, like, age 20 year scotch. This would be the equivalent of a wine for yeah. women. Like, you just kind of like, a, you need to take a couple hours with this one and really kind of enjoy it, even though we kind of took a little bit less time to enjoy it yeah. than we should have. So, our suggestion, take your time with this bad boy and uh, maybe have some snacks, some heartier snacks. Yeah, some steak and potatoes, <laughs> maybe. But Menage a Trois Decadence, I've actually never seen this one before. I'm very familiar with Menage a Trois Regular, Menage a Trois Midnight, Menage a Trois Silk, and this is one that I haven't tried, and I will agree, it is very decadent. It so. is decadent. It's a good, uh, it comes at the price point of selling 12 bucks, so good wine. Yeah. 15 bucks. $12 wine at your local liquor stores. Yeah. Cheers, guys. Happy 2018. Bring in what you want to bring in. Write your own narrative. Tis the season to have your goals, not resolutions. So, cheers to that. Love you later, babes. <laughs>